Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Don't start. Cheers, bro. Don't don't start. It's been a little bit. <sighs> Cheers. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We should actually, right now, pull up Instagram, go on our story, and let people know we're recording again. Because it's been about a month since we recorded. And I kind of feel bad, but also, it's kind of been a little hectic. And I hate making excuses. I hate the, like, just man up and do your job type thing, you know? But, like, I kind of feel bad because we haven't posted about it in a while. So let's let's give the people what they want. Have you, Okay. I have two useless facts, and I want your opinion on one. Let me zoom in for the story pick. Uh, let it be real, dude. Put a video. Let's go. Put a video up right now. What? Let's, let's do the whole kit and caboodle. You know what I'm saying? The kit and then the caboodle. Listen, Derek's talking. We're recording. What's up, guys? We're back. And girls. Chill. We have an Whatever. audience. There's a following. Really? Anyways, uh, we are recording a weekly episode. Just wanted to check in and let you all know, and then we will see you soon. And it also, I don't... Ew. Why does it look like I have acne with this lighting? We'll talk about that. <laughs> My face is not pitted, by the way, but all right. Sounds good. I have... This is over. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Ew. We just saw Mike crumble in a matter of 30 seconds. That was disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, there's two useless facts. The first is the U.S. Senate just dropped the enforcement of their dress code. So now you can wear t-shirts and shorts as a senator. On Senate grounds? Yeah. That's kind of dope. How ass backwards are we? No, that's not dope. That's so ass backwards. You're, you're, in, you're a congressman and woman. You know, like senator. Yeah. Is it for the House, too? I don't know. It just says the U.S. Senate is dropping its dress code. I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. I feel like they should legitimately have a dress code. You're an elected official. That's absurd. I don't think you can wear just shorts and a T-shirt. There's no way that that's the dress code. That's what it says. It was on Jerry News. Do you trust Jerry News? Yeah. It's an actual reliable news source. Because most companies, when they drop dress code... This is, isn't a company. This is a have, debacle. You can have pants, like jeans, and a collared shirt. There's no way that the U.S. Senate is less strict than a local community bank. 
They just said it. Jerry News. You want me to read it to you? Yeah. No, I want you to look it up for real, not Jerry News. Because that's the one that has like that old design that was on ice cream or some shit at one point, right? No. I think it is. The U.S. Senate will no longer enforce a dress code allowing members to wear sweatshirts, t-shirts, and shorts. Axios recently reported that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer had direct... Oh, of course. Of course. Had directed the Senate's sergeant-at-arms to stop enforcing the chamber's dress code. Schumer confirmed the move to multiple outlets. The change will allow Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman to wear his signature gym shorts and hoodies. It is unclear where the line will be drawn on casual or revealing attire. Well, there's also, yeah, exactly. So that's where it started is because this stroke victim decided that he didn't want to, like, dress properly. That's what's happening? This, do we live in a simulation? There's also that congresswoman at the at the play groping her date, hitting vapes in the audience. <laughs> She's like a 34-year-old grandmother of one mother of four. What? Oh, yeah. She has calcium cannons that are fake. Yeah, bro. <laughs> calcium cannons. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's another dumpster fire. Well, anyways, outside of that. How would you like your signature wardrobe to be a sweatshirt and gym shorts? Like, how white trash is that? Like, this I mean, is my signature wardrobe. Black hoodie, blue gym shorts. It sounds like every NFL player and coach, that's all they wear is just dry fit, team branded sportswear. I feel like that's different than a senator. The Lions head coach is literally packing. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has double-decker lips at practice, no spitter, just gutting it. But that's different than Senate. But is you just were talking about a community bank. That's what I'm saying. I'm all against what they just passed. Well, I'm all against that. I'm against... And, of course, it's Chuck Schumer. That dude is such a plug. I'm against... That level of casual. I agree. I can see gym shorts, like, not gym shorts. I can see jeans and a button-up. Like, that I can see, because then you can dress it up with the blazer if you have a meeting. You're not dressing up gym shorts unless you're a new kid that just got a job at school or at home, work from home, and he's putting a polo on his gym shorts. Like, that's the only thing that you can dress up for gym shorts. This is true. Jeans, I can see. That's too far. What, are they going to wear flip-flops next? Right. I That's agree. A hazard. You're you're an elected official. You should dress appropriately. What is appropriate? Like, what do you? If you're going As an to elected an event, official, if you're going to an event, don't even know what the event is. What do you, what is your go to attire? We, dude, we have to classify an event. Okay, so someone's inviting you to dinner. What are you wearing? Family, non-family doesn't matter. Someone non-family. Friend is inviting you to dinner. You don't know where. They said, I got this cool place. You don't know where. What's your go-to attire? Brown shoes, chino pants, polo. Now, I think and, that... And or some sort of collared shirt. See, now that is appropriate Senate attire. Are you wearing gym shorts and a black hoodie to that dinner with no. your friend? No. I go to my brother-in-law's house wearing... Versed dress pants, a tucked-in SpongeBob button-down, and an Apple Watch, and that shirt's collared, by the way. Hell yeah. I it's I mean they're not Lulus, but they're knockoff Lulus. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I I just I can't do it. Anyways, today's useless fact, and then we'll touch on our sponsors. Sounds good. Off the east end of New York's Long Island, 
there's an island that has been privately owned by the same family for almost 400 years. And it's not small. Look at this thing. Damn. 400 years. The family's owned that. Now, my question is, how? How is a family owned an entire island? That's a lot of money. That is a lot of and money. And who's the family? Right. Do you know? I well, you know how? I think I know I I think I know how. What's that thing called? It's a It's whatever is on the note. And it's there's a nomenclature and then 31. And you essentially pay the amount that's on the note in the duration that you own that property. That's how the rich stay rich. It's like a chapter 31 or a charter 31 or or something, 31. I believe the number is 31. But it essentially allows you, regardless of what year it is and when you purchase that property, it allows you to pay whatever is on the note from when you originally bought it. I think it's a chapter 31. It's a common real estate thing. Say the Sarah sponsors while I look this up because I almost have it. Say what? Our sponsors. Are you looking up the family? Yeah. Or are you looking up Chapter 31? No, the family. Okay. Quick shout out to the sponsors. Addies, thank you so much for your logo. And Queen City Creative Works, they're a family-owned and operated business. Married couple, wonderful, beautiful, small family. Uh, two kids, two dogs, crushing it. They're an Etsy shop on roids. Head on over to queencitycreativeworks.com. They can make custom branded items for you and ship it right to your door via U.S. P.S. What do you got? Because I'm I'm trying to find like chapter thirty one, real estate note thing. So this dude, his name is Lion Gardner. He was an English engineer and colonist who founded the first English settlement in New York, acquiring land on eastern Long Island. He had been working in the Netherlands and he was hired to construct fortification for the Connecticut River for the Connecticut colony. So this dude owned it. Obviously, you said 400 years, but I don't think people understand. 400 years is before America was even founded. So he was just grandfathered in, basically, at that point. He's owned it. So what did he do? He was born in 1599, this dude, Lion Gardener. He was an English engineer and colonist who founded the first English settlement in New York, acquiring the land on eastern Long Island. He had been working in the Netherlands. He was... uh, hired to construct fortification for the Connecticut River for the Connecticut colony. His legacy includes Gardner's Island, which is held by his descendants. So that that's that's the dude. That's the, who owns that. And it's is just, that like a timeshare? How does that split up? Like, oh, I get my allotted time this year at the island? Oh, I'm sure. I, I bet. They probably all live there. If one of those family members died, that's going to like spark outrage of who gets this island. Like I wonder if there was ever fights between like a weird ex. Dude, it was I'm like sure I own part of this. There's got to be trust and LLC set up. There's yeah. got to be some type of hierarchy and descendant breakdown. There has to be. People do that with a house, mm-hmm. let alone an entire island. So his descendants include David Gardner, who is the New York State Senator. Julia Gardner Tyler, he was a, who was the second wife of President John Tyler. So this, this whole family is connected. Mary Gardner Horsford, whoa, poet and wife of chemist Eben Norton Horsford, 
Gardner Green Hubbard, who is a lawyer, a financier, a philanthropist. He was one of the founders of Bell Telephone Company and the president of National Geographic Society. This whole family's connected, dude. Aaron Bancroft was a clergyman, married Luke. I uh, can't pronounce that name. Eliza Bancroft married John Davis. He was a lawyer, governor of Massachusetts. Dude, there's just so much. Vice president of large of the Washington Post. Man, this whole family is just completely connected. That's where we're at. But there's no way that there's been no family fighting over this piece of land. How much do you think that that would sell for right now? Like, is there a Zillow market research on that island right now where you can, like, buy it for a quadrillion dollars? There's a lot of islands for sale that aren't that much money. What sphere of influence are you in? What do you mean? Did you know what islands are for sale? No, where? Uh, like, Caribbean area-ish. There's. Are there's... you actively monitoring those markets? <laughs> Don't have to, Derek. <laughs> I have people that do it for me. But, no, it's, um like... That general sphere has, and like AO basically have a lot of private islands that you can buy for just a couple, like couple million, not hundreds of millions, but like a couple million dollars and you can own an island. There's also ways- How big are these islands though? Uh, Big enough for like one to two little, you know, one hurricane, God bless. And right. no one's going to insure that. I don't know how that's going to work, <laughs> but you know, like it's feasible- and then um, there's also ways that you, with enough investment, right, like you can build an island. There's man-made islands that they can just build for you yeah. in some different ocean, which is also insane to think about. But, yeah, that's a thing. I would I w- never want to do that, though. I wonder how much it would cost to build an island, like, in the middle of Lake Erie. Why would you want that? I don't know. Just so you have waterfront property. On all sides. <laughs> <laughs> all around. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't Because I don't know. Lake Erie isn't that deep, right? Isn't Lake Erie the shallowest of lakes? Lake Erie's just over 200 feet deep, I believe. Um, but it's not the deepest, Yeah, of course. So I wonder how much money it would cost. I, I bet that that question isn't even out there. Like, who's Googling that? But that'd be fascinating to see how much an island would be built or how much it would cost to build an island in the middle of Lake Erie. What is the, uh, let's see, depth of Lake Erie, right? Yeah. I believe it's just over 200. 210 feet. Yeah, just over 200. So we got a recap, bro. There's a lot of things that happened. We literally haven't recorded in a month. We haven't gotten an update from that email, as you said yesterday, did we? No, sorry, Bob. Wow. Who's he? Uh, more important. Okay, I um no, it's been a, there's been a lot that's happened in the last month, but it's all outside of podcast. Um, so update for the viewers, Derek and I are actively, uh, in the housing market together. Not Derek and I are going to buy a house. I mean, together the same might. house. I mean, pretty much we're trying. Might as well. Um, but I think it's exciting, and. It's not like we're competing over the same houses. Mm-hmm. You know? It's true. But I do like the whole partnership that's unwritten that we have where it's like, hey, did you walk this one yet? Like, oh, I could. I'm in the area. Or, and then we can just like, 
help each other, just be like, dude. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This isn't the house for you at all. Yeah. This house sucks. I found out that that area of Orchard Park that I was super interested in, not the best area. Like, there was no land in the back. Right off of June Homewood? But yeah, like yeah. Orchard Park, they're weird with their houses, where they'd rather have a lot of front lawn than back lawn, which makes me anxious because it just makes me feel like people are wanting to put their life on display because they have something to show, and they don't want to hide in the backyard, which to oh. me, I want to hide in the backyard. You mean all of Orchard Park vibes yeah. then? Yeah, it's right. so weird. And like the couple of houses that I looked at, the front lawn wasn't even grass. It was like a mix of clover, and there was so many pine trees hanging over, so you don't have a lawn. Nope. And that's probably been the number one thing that has discounted me from all these houses that I've looked at. Not bad foundation, not weird cracks in the ceiling, literally the lawn. It's been so frustrating. Yeah, I agree. It's an absolute dumpster fire. The We looked at one house... It was on 20 acres. I was super excited about it. The farm? Yeah. I called it the farm. Get there? Horrid. Really? Within 14 seconds, we knew that it wasn't the house. Why? What happened with it? For one, it was six feet off of the road. Oh. So I'm like, I, we're good. Like, And it was in between Route 20 and Route 5. Okay. So it's a major connection point. I'm like, I'm... Like, it's always going to be plowed, but, like, no. So I made the joke. I was like, is that house across the street for sale? Because that one's, like, offset. It's up on a hill. Like, it's gorgeous. It's, like, easily $750,000 that I can't afford. I was like, I can we ask them? You know? And my realtor started laughing. He goes, I've actually I've seen that where somebody's walked over to the house and said, hi, I want to buy your house. And they're like, it's not for sale. And they're like, it is now. And they offered three times list and just bought it. Rex Ryan actually famously did that in Buffalo when he was our head coach. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, zero drywall throughout the entire house. is all lather and plat. It was just trash. And then everything was DIY'd where it looked great for photos. And then in person, it was just an absolute cob job where, like, they had the idea, but, like, not the money to just pay somebody to mm-hmm. do it professionally. And it was just, it was bad. It was just really bad. So that was out. And then we did two drive-bys, which that's our go-to. If Easy. we like a house, we do a drive-by. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, like I'll literally just text my realtor. And I'm like, drove by this, it's off the list. I drove by this, it's off the list. Where it's like not even, it's not worth mm-hmm. setting up anything. Because yeah. it's not even what we're looking for. Because it's deceiving. All you're going off is photos. And then once you see it in person, you're just like, this isn't what we want. Yeah, and Google Street View, which isn't doing you any favors either. Not at all. Not at all. The market is 
it's so overplayed to talk about, but it's not. I don't think it's that bad. At least no, it's not. What it's we're not. what we're doing. We went through um, so far about thirty houses were within our queue. None of them worked out, but you know we went from in one day we went from fourteen to three, and then three to one because we did three drive bys. Mm-hmm. We walked one and then did two drive bys, and we're like, this isn't you know. So now we're just waiting. It's definitely less stressful for us though because we have a house. Correct. And it's not like we're wasting money pumping it into an apartment that, like, we're going to gain this capital back. But the only thing that I'm always battling is if you sell your house right now, you can make so much more money than you would be paying up paying for your next house just based off of the pricing where we are. That's the only thing that I'm battling right now. I get it. But for what we're going to be spending for the next 30 years, I want to love it. Yeah. So tis what it is. You know, so that's sure but, that's part of what's been happening outside of the podcast. Otherwise, um, my daughter started daycare. My wife went back to work. That sucks. Yep. I mean, there's no like, there's no time for anything. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you as as the man helping produce slash raise a child. You don't feel it like a woman does until, like, right now. Like, the three-month mark, this is when, like, we start to just kind of, like, really start to embrace the suck of what it's like to raise a kid where you're able to go to work whenever you want. Like, it doesn't make sense within, I would, realistically, if you, your, your wife gives birth from that day... I feel three weeks is like the perfect amount of time and bandwidth to devote towards like helping your wife heal, recover, shower, walk, like make food, take care of the baby, all of that stuff, bond. And then after three weeks, you're kind of like, I, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to go back to work. It's okay. Like I kind of, I'm excited to go back to work and whatever. You don't feel as bad mm-hmm. type deal. I think. Anything after four weeks, it's like it's a lot. And then you're like, I just need to get out of the house and go do something. So, but I also coming from a non remote employee at work, and I'm not like a stay at home dad type. So I just have to like go do other stuff. So there's that variable. But once daycare starts and then your wife goes back to work, that's when everything is just like 19 times harder to do anything. Because then it's not only just a babysitter, but just trying to figure out when you can carve out three hours to just do one thing with no interruptions. Mm -hmm. And it's almost impossible. Because you have like a house to upkeep, the dog, everything else, work, Mm -hmm. and then trying to balance like, hey, you know I still love you, right? And then like, in the back, and you're like, I, it's just a lot. But It's crazy how less prepared people can do it you know like you you joke around like how difficult the process is to have a kid and somebody can just accidentally make a kid one night but then people that are not as financially stable who don't have the best support community like now that you've gone through it isn't it crazy to think that other people who aren't as prepared as you are have done it successfully before like three times five times seven times over yeah yeah like, there's people that make an eighth of what I would make a year, as an example, and they have litters. How? Like... I don't know. Like, that's... 
to me, when I when I always encounter like a difficult situation, obviously I haven't had kids before, but whenever I encounter a difficult situation, I'm like, someone way less prepared has already gone through this than I have, so I can make it. Like I'll be fine. Have you thought about that before where you're like, I am so tired, but literally this random chick that had a baby, don't doesn't even know who the father is, has done it by herself. I can probably power through it if I need to. With twins. Right. Yeah. Like it it happens a lot. That thought crosses my mind way more than pretty much anything else. I mean and it hit me when we were at the hospital the night the night after delivery. That's when I sat there and I literally looked at Colleen and I was like, dude, imagine being a single mother and me not being here at all. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know how that even happens. Like I don't know what occurs. And I said, I believe the staff at the hospital just tend to that room more often than True. ones where there's somebody else in the room. Like, like that's natural. That would, I think, organically happen anyways, which was the case because I asked because I was like, how often do you see that? How often do you see a single mom alone in a hospital room after delivery? And they're like, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. And 99% of the nursing staff are women. So they're just like, I... You know, I don't ever want to be in that position. Like, I want to help you. Right. And it's just like, they're they're amazing human beings. But I was like, this is insane to just try to rationalize. But that's also been part of it. And then we've been doing whiskey classes as well at Addie's. So all of those different things where it's like, holy hell, when are we going to record? It's like, I do it whenever we can. And we've been producing the other podcast for Nickel City called Unicorn Slayer Live. Go check that out. That's super fun. We actually did an, an interview episode with them. That was cool. Then me and my wife started transitioning from our old jobs and going to new jobs separately at the same time, which is also super exciting because we're just super stressed and just always <laughs> tired. So there's there's just been, there's been a perfect storm of not lack of motivation, but the lack of time to do anything between both of us where it's just like, bro, let's just take the month off. Let's come back, try to get on some sort of regular schedule we're about at 27 minutes right now. I do want to talk about bills before we go because I want to make this a weekly thing since the bill season's back in place and we have to talk about our thoughts so far because people actually, for some reason, enjoy hearing our takes because we're somewhat accurate because we kind of know football. But, um, yeah, let's do that. So anything else to add on, like, the the lack of sleep that we've had over the past month? <laughs> no, I think it's worth it. Um, the best part and I think the largest point that we have to make clear to our audience is that even if we take a month off, it doesn't mean that we're going to stop. Yeah. So, like, relax. We're here. Um, and then you threw the episode on a Patreon, correct? Yeah, there's an episode on Patreon that was an update for us. Uh, if you wanted to hear more in details on kind of how things are going and what new products we have coming down the pipeline, because there are some new products that we still are working, even though we're not recording. We're still networking. We're still doing a lot with other businesses. So if yep. you want to hear more about that, go to patreon.com slash buffalohappyhour. But Michael... So far, we are two weeks in. The Bills are one and one. What was your thought? Oh, bro, this is all next week for 30 minutes. Well, for, let's just do really quick right now because this is going to come out, and then it's not going to be another week until the next one comes out, Then we're going to be behind the eight ball if we start talking about week one. Okay. So I need, to, I need to hear your thoughts right now on expectations going into the season and what you thought on week one. Expectations going into the season is, I think, the biggest thing – and time date stamp this statement, but I think the biggest variable and aspect that we have to focus on and hammer as a team is the mental fortitude if we're ever in a bad situation. 
and being able to come back where, you know, for example, two seasons ago, if we were down a score or two scores, no one was worried. And we're like, okay, sounds good. This year, though, I don't have that same confidence where I don't know if we're going to be able to just convert a third and 30 with absolute ease and then in two plays we're in field goal range. Like, I just don't, because that's what it used to be. I don't know if that's something that's feasible this year with the team that we have. So I'm curious on that. And then the other thing, um, expectation-wise, is a strong defense. The caveat to that is I do worry about the safety position because we're getting older. So I'm, I really want to see how that plays out. Uh, but reaction to week one was horrid. It was absolute garbage. What do you think the issue was? It's easy to say Josh, but what do you think the issue was? I just don't – I think the preseason's too short. We didn't have enough reps. We didn't look good in preseason as is. And we just – the first four weeks of every NFL season, you work out the kinks. The problem, though, is that it's way too competitive, specifically in the AFC, to waste four weeks. And you have to come out hot, and you got to come out swinging. And if you don't, you're just way too far behind the eight ball. And I worry about that yeah. because the, the last thing that we need, specifically in our division, is the other three teams – building confidence on us we can't allow that yeah we just can't allow that do you think next year you see more starting quarterbacks play half of the preseason week two and then all the preseason week three to try to get probably. into shape yeah probably yeah. depending on the player right yeah i just think it makes sense because they shortened it and i understand it means nothing and we're risking injury and things like that but like dude it's still football and you got to work out those those kinks and you yeah. got to shake that rust off because it's a long off season sure is just like it's a long season you know i mean it it's a lot yeah all right we're gonna go into more details next week where we talk about the reaction really full reaction to week one dive in a little bit more specifics and then a reaction to week two and kind of coming up to week three so if you're excited about that make sure you hit that subscribe button leave a like on this video and comment down below what aspects would you like us to discuss going forward on these weekly episodes because bills is going to be a staple every single time we record we have to talk about it not only because we feel like it's relevant we don't want to be another bills podcast but we're also huge football fans obviously so we do have to talk about that because that is a huge part of our week um but then also let us know any other topics that you would like us to hammer down because we will talk about it all we appreciate all of you again remember to go over to patreon.com slash buffalo happy hour to be part of the happy hour crew we are sending out care packages very soon and uh, you can be a part of our crew and then get a year one shirt. And then we're going to be making year two shirts coming up probably pretty soon, too, because it took us a little bit to make year one shirts. So uh, let us know. Go over there. Sign up. Become friends with us. Even though you're already friends here. But please, we always recommend to drink responsibly, be a good person. And Michael. Do not litter. We're out.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.